This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Blaine Fowler. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Great to have you. It is Monday, January 25th. Uh, I'm Jeremy Jordan, team up with a guy who can empathize with a I have a chipped tooth man, Alex Barcelo now. Oh, yeah, I absolutely can. I, what happened? I, I flew over the handlebars of my bike onto some brick stairs, and I lost half of this tooth. How old are you? Oh, this was I last know. week? No, no. <laughs> I, I'm a much better bike rider now. I'm good at it. So, no, I, I can't remember. I was like Teenagers. 10 or 12 or 10 13, or 12. yeah. And I'm telling you, I feel for Alex because this is a lifelong thing now. Like, you got to manage that thing. Like, right now, I don't know if you can see. You'd have to push in really close. Oh, here we go. I got, I got a little chip right there. It's just like constant management of this thing because they just put some composite bond on there, and they make me look good for a while. And I'm always worried that I'm going to go to do a show and catch it on something. I'm going to come in, and I'm going to look like I should be doing an episode of Hee Haw back in the old days. <laughs> One time, Jan Jorgensen, we did, we did a little screen test with him before he joined Canada to the kickoff there for a couple of years. And he has a tooth that he can remove oh, just yes. on demand, right? Yeah, Jan's um, notorious for taking that out yeah, when he yeah, wants to scare somebody. There's VOD and there's TOD. It's yeah. on demand. And he, he moves it out, and he was getting it fixed, so he didn't actually have it in. So he did our his screen test with a missing tooth, and we still liked him enough to bring him in. So yeah, I mean, the only long-term solution is, uh, and, and I heard that Mark Pope suggested this, you can get a complete grill, like 50 Cent. Oh, yeah. Now, Mark, Mark said that he would suggest that Alex get a diamond inlay on that thing. Yes. And, and for the record, I'm all for that. Yes, I, I, that would be. A, I think a that that. Move. Oh, if, if, if he wants some, if he wants immediate street cred, I feel like Alex well, Barcelo gets the diamond inlay on that front. A tooth. neck tattoo will do that much quicker. But we are told that Alex Barcelo did get the tooth fixed. That he's doing well. That the it looks normal now. So yeah, I'm disappointed. Th- amazing technology. It's just normal. That's. <laughs> I mean, he could have gone outside the box and gone really, really cool, but he went normal. Yes, we'll go inside, outside, through, around the box today in our show lineup, <laughs> where Andy Reid's third Super Bowl fits in BYU history and the individual accomplishments. Pretty notable, right? BYU men's hoops wins again. Trevin Nell will join us. Uh, the story uh, of, of in his childhood as well, uh, an accident that changed his life, and now he's making threes for BYU. Jimmer goes for 70. A new baseball video board, Royal Helmets, maybe, BYU Send Minis. But first, today's headlines. Let's start with Dirty Dan goes back to the Super Bowl. Danny Sorensen, the Chiefs beat out the Bills in the uh, conference championship game, 38-24 to last night. I know we all watched that game, big game. Sorensen's uh, fumble uh, that he uh, caused, preventing a touchdown in that Browns game in the last game was a key moment that got them into the conference championship game. Um, he seems to make big plays over and over again. He had a big third down stop where he stopped the guy right at the line. Danny draws a line in the sand and says, you're not going by here, and he'll come up and smack somebody. The Chiefs now play the Buccaneers uh, in the 2021 Super Bowl on February 7th, or February 7th down in Tampa, Florida. Yeah, 55. How about that? Home game for the Bucs. And, and the this is the first time a team will have a home game in the Super Bowl. Yeah, ever. It's never happened in the previous 54. So congratulations but, to Andy Reid, Daniel Sorensen, and, of course, Jason Shepard. It's just awesome. Who we yeah. will hear, never hear the end of this. Shep is, I mean, this is his heart. <laughs> his heart is good today. Yes, it is. Men's Hoops beats Pepperdine 65-54 in Provo, led by Brandon Averett's 15 points. This Brandon Averett! Six rebounds as well. 12 points from Trevin Nell. 
all from three. The Wave shot 29%. BYU defensively ended the game on an 8-0 run. It got, BYU was up, what, 16? It got down to three late. BYU closed this thing out. BYU now 13-3 and have won eight of nine. We will chat with Trevin now coming up. Yeah, and this team, you mentioned it, and we're going to talk more about it today, I hope. But this team is playing defense. It's so oh, fun to watch this team. They get yeah. stops. It's fun. They're, they're very good defensive. That's why they're where they're at. So, Well, next, let's talk about Jimmer. One of Trevinell's idols growing up. So Jimmer dropped 70 Woo! In, in a loss to the – I'm just going to call them the Blue Whales. The Blue Whales. Yeah. Big rivalry. Because I don't know. I don't know how to say this city right. Is it Sichuan? Sichuan. I'm, I'm, Do I have to put that accent in I don't in actually it? know. Let's just say and they lost. So he dropped 70 in a loss to the Blue Whales. Yep. Here's his line. Listen to this. 70 points, 9 assists, 8 rebounds, 4 steals, and 2 blocks in 54 minutes on the court. Into double OT. 18 of 36. So he got up 36 shots. That's amazing Being in and of itself, right? So 18 of 36 from the field. 11 of 22 from 3. So he... He got thirty. He got twenty-two threes up. Yes, that's amazing. And then he goes twenty-three of twenty-three from the free throw line, where he never misses. Um, they lost in double overtime, one thirty-six to one twenty-nine to the Blue Whales. Um, that puts him in twelfth place for their next game on Wednesday. Yeah, who cares? He got seven. yeah. <laughs> he got who cares? Just you. Th- why would we care about the result of the teams in China? We Most care people, about Jimmer. If it gave you fifty-four minutes to just get up shots without anybody guarding you, you'd be lucky to make that. Make that seriously, defense. that's incredible. So. Gymnastics matches its season high with a one ninety-six two five Saturday night in Boise. The ladies put up a season high forty-eight eight five zero on the beam as well. Elise Rollins a nine nine on the beam. Nice job. Next meet in Logan Friday night against Utah State. We may not get as many buckets as Jimmer, but let's go. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Congrats to the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid, former BYU offensive lineman, Daniel Sorensen, former linebacker and safety at BYU. Uh, Andy Reid now going to his third Super Bowl as a head coach. He's been to more than that as an assistant with the Green Bay Packers. But Super Bowl 39 with the Eagles, lost to the Patriots. 54 last year with the Chiefs, beat the Niners. And now back again this year against Tampa Bay, right? Uh where would you place Andy Reid going to his third Super Bowl as head coach in the BYU Sports Pantheon, Blaine? So, so if we're this pantheon or this ring of honor, right? So if we put up a ring of honor, and it's a, it's a small list, he's there. Like, he's on it. He doesn't need to win this Super Bowl to be on it. He's squarely on, the, on that ring of honor or in the pantheon of BYU. You've got to compare him to his mentor, Lavelle Edwards, who brought BYU into the sunlight of college football. They were nothing, and he brought them to prominence and won a national championship. And I, and I think about who would he compare to in BYU sports. Um, Steve Young, Hall of Fame player, you know, Super Bowl MVP. Ty Detmer, a Heisman Trophy winner. Last Heisman Trophy winner, by the way, from a non-P5 school. Um, Danny Ainge and Jimmer Fredette, the yep. prominence that they had, national player of the year. You know, Danny's gone on to be a phenomenal GM with the Boston Celtics. Um, I think of Frankie Fredericks, the great uh, sprinter, four silver medals. I mean, I could go on, but th- that, that list is not, not that big of a list, right? I think Andy Reid is right up there with anyone based on what he's done. He took over in Philadelphia uh, at a time when they were just awful. 
And he took them to prominence and, and took them to a Super Bowl, to multiple NFC championships, did a phenomenal job, and I think set the table for them to eventually get uh, back to Super Bowl and win because his whole assistant staff was back there coaching. Then he takes over the Kansas City Chiefs when they were mediocre. We'll just call them mediocre. Jason might not like that, but that's what they were. And look what he has done there. They're, they're dominating right now. And, uh, hey, finally he has a great quarterback to build around. I'm telling you. I think he is right there, and when we look at BYU and and what he has done in the sporting world with anybody in BYU history. If he wins it, I mean, it's even higher up, but yeah, I agree. He's in. You walk in there, and Andy Reid, three Super Bowl appearances. It's definitely in there. He was probably in there already, having gone to multiple. Right. Because Brian Billick, we don't maybe talk about in the same breath. Maybe because Brian doesn't mention BYU as often as Andy does. I don't know. There's like brand association, perhaps. We, uh, BYU fans, proud of when a guy represents BYU or whatnot. Right. But, but we're proud of Brian Billick and winning that Super Bowl with the Ravens, right? But what Andy has done has been incredible. And he is, he is everything that uh, Lavelle Edwards could have ever hoped for him as a coach. Because what Lavelle did, and he's one of the greatest football coaches, uh, college or professional ever, is do something amazing here a place that hadn't done anything, to go to, uh, and still, BYU's the last non-Power 5 team to win a national championship, last non-Power 5 team to produce a Heisman winner. So that matters, and Andy now going to a third. If he wins, it's even better, but he is so respected in the NFL. He mentioned the Lavelle Edwards, and every down is a passing down last week after they beat right. the Browns. I love it. Fourth down play. BYU fans are very excited about that. So this is, yeah, this is interesting. I think when a player does something at BYU – for BYU fans, it is more top of mind than when that BYU player does something outside of it that's notable. But I think we will bring this in because we brought Steve Young winning a Super Bowl and being the MVP right. and throwing six touchdown passes and the monkey off the back thing into that conversation. And now we bring this in because it is notable. Jim McMahon winning a Super Bowl, although at the time that was sort of like that elite defense did it and Jim was awesome, but he didn't need to win the game um, and Walter Payton and whatnot. But yeah, th- this is awesome. And Daniel Sorensen might win a second title. Daniel Sorensen might be a starting safety on another title team. And I, I looked up career salary last night because I like playing this with when I'm watching with people. Right. And it's like, oh, what's his career salary? He's made like 18 mil. He's going to a second Super Bowl. Like he, Kyle Van Oy signed a bigger contract and won two titles, but I never thought Daniel Sorensen would be in that same conversation. So fun, fun stuff with Andy Reid. So proud, right? Uh, offensive lineman. Wasn't like like an all-conference guy, but became this amazing head coach and uh, super renowned and has all this personality with the Hawaiian shirts and the cheeseburgers and the face mask. and the di- So it's, it's a pretty proud moment for BYU fans. And I love how he wears BYU on his sleeve. Yeah, He just does. He's so proud of his heritage. He recognizes what got him where he is. Um, his foundation for how he likes to coach, he, he likes to surround himself with great coaches and give them guidance and prod them along. He coaches the coaches and, and that's what Lavelle Edwards did. So when I look at Andy's style, and I played for Lavelle, and Andy, remember, was our graduate assistant coach in 82, with, working with us with quarterbacks. So I had a chance to be with Andy for a whole year. What, what was he like? He, he's phenomenal. And he's, he's unbelievably detail-oriented, but he has this great way of building confidence in people. He makes you feel like you're good, and you can do mm-hmm. anything that you want to do. And when you think about what he's done, there are players in the NFL that have kind of been cast outs or nobody wants to touch them. He has a way of bringing them in, making them feel responsible to him like, hey, I don't want to disappoint dad. 
You know what I mean? I don't want to disappoint had, my dad because yeah. he, he, yeah. he, he treats him like, hey, I'm going to mentor you. I'm going to bring you in here. I trust you. I'm going to take care of you. And so you get guys that have been troubles, have had troubles in other places, and they come in, they fall right in line yeah. because Andy has this way of making them feel responsible and also feeling like they belong and that they can do great things. And so it's just a special gift. And, man, you look at his coaching tree now. He, he he just coached in the Bills game against one of his guys. Yeah, that he brought. And into Eric Bieniemy needs to get a chance somewhere. Yeah. That's so it's happened yet, but anyway. it's it's amazing what he's done. He's right up there with any former BYU player or coach in terms of what he's done and the visibility. And he wears BYU in his sleeve. I love it. Yeah, pretty fun. So, well, let's go to to number two, our stat of the day. In in five seasons prior to Mark Pope, BYU lost three non-Saint Zaga games each year. Blaine, we have music for this. Hit it. Hit it. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. So five seasons prior to Mark Pope, BYU lost three non-St. Zaga games each year. Each so year. Three each, each year. Each year. Fifteen. Right? Okay. So um, this, is, this is prior to Mark. To, to Mark. Um, how many non-St. Zaga games have they lost this year? Zero. Zero, and they've already and they've and my, last year was what one and one San Francisco. Yeah, and so so it's been very very different. What's allowing BYU to have so much more success against these nonsense other teams? Yeah, let's talk, let's talk about it because Greg Rubel made a great point on Friday where he said, "Listen, if you don't lose back to back games, Mark Pope has it right. at BYU, and you don't lose to quad three and quad four teams, which typically a lot of these West Coast Conference other seven or other yeah other sevens are." You're a tournament team. BYU was a six seed, going to be a six seed last year. BYU's projected as a nine seed today. We'll update that a little bit later. BYU's doing it a different way. That's the impressive thing for me. Last year it was elite offense, so let's look at it. BYU was seventh in offensive efficiency, first in threes, 15th in twos. That's how BYU was winning, elite offense. BYU's not in elite defense, but BYU's a very good defense this year. 34th in defensive efficiency. You add Alex Barcelo and Brandon Averett, who can defend almost anybody on the guard line. You have a little bit of length, obviously, uh, at the power forward and small forward positions. And then, of course, you have Matt Harms at 7'3". Second tallest guy besides Sean Bradley in BYU history, I think. That combination has been impressive because BYU is doing it a completely different way. You, you see businesses all the time die because they don't know how to pivot to survive in their field. BYU has done something incredible and in a pandemic. To be thirteen and three and four and one in league, I, I'm over the moon excited about this. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. I think it's about defense, and and I think it was about defense even last year. As good as they were offensively, they figured out a way to team defend, and and this wasn't the most athletic team defensively. They could just stay in front of people, but they figured out a way to communicate well with one another, to to play in the gaps and keep people from attacking them off the dribble, um, and they just understood the team concepts defensively. So as good as they were offensively. Sometimes you go on the road, and we saw it last year, against a lower-level team in the conference, and you're just not shooting the basketball. And you have to be able to get stops until you can either recover from that and start making shots, or maybe you just got to get stops and win on defensive loan. We, we saw them manage that several times last season. As elite as they were offensively, they still had some games where they had to win it with getting stops, especially down the stretch, and then closing games out on the free-throw line. This year, I think they step into a different category, and I love the word you use. They had to make a pivot because they're defending completely different. Now you got rim protectors, not just on the first line, 
But your guys coming off the bench are rim protectors. You got Harms out there starting at 7-3 that changes the game inside. And then you get Harward coming off the bench. And, and hey, Colby Lee can defend, too. He's a very smart pick-and-roll defender. He's excellent with that. And so now the guard's outside. And I would add that a guy like Averett, who's got so much quickness and can stay in front of guys just a little bit longer, so a little bit more quickness out on the perimeter. And the guys know they can push up on, de- on defenders on the outside and defend the three because if they get by, you just put your nose on their back, you funnel them right to the shot blocker, you know where your help is. Is my help this time baseline or is it in the middle? They're doing a great job of funneling things to Harward and to Harms. What, what a luxury that is. And, and that's why... I, th- I think this team goes on, continues to be on a run right now. Now, Gonzaga, that's a different story, right? That's a whole other right, level. There's what eleven games to that. They, they've played their their toughest road games already, right? They played at yes. Gonzaga, they played at St. Mary's, they played at San Francisco, two which is one. a tough matchup, right? That's all you can hope for. Right. Two and one. And, and now I think the next toughest road game left on the schedule is this week. Like this back-to-back with, with Pepperdine, and that's because of matchup problems. Pepperdine's guards are so good. They did a great job for most of the game. And then Pepperdine, this is a good basketball team with some skilled guys. I love Edwards, and I love Ross. Yeah. Um, so this is the, I think that's the toughest road game left now. BYU's going to go on a run here. They're going to get in the NCAA tournament, and, and th- things are going well. I put it squarely on the fact that that they have turned a corner defensively, and yes. this team can, when they're not making shots, we just saw it the other night. They went on that long stretch. They can shut people down because they can play defense when they have to play defense. Yeah, Pepperdine, 6-7, and seven, but still tricky. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the new AP Top 25 polls out for men's hoops. BYU receiving 11 votes. So I believe went from, what, zero or one votes last week to 11, so 37th in the poll, and uh, this is something that I'm not a big fan of, unless BYU is actually in yeah, well, and there, <laughs> But if, if, the, if, if we look at info. some of the other metrics, that, that poll is way off, right? Right, and, and honestly, I don't care about a top 25 poll. I, I just don't. What I care about is what you're looking at on the screen. Is, right. Uh, net, 28. Okay, that screams single-digit seed. Sagarin, 25. BPI, 33. Ken Palm, 47. Lenardi, 9 seed. Jerry Palm, 10 seed. We'll talk about it a little bit later yeah. as well. That's what matters. Bracketology matters. If you're in the top 25, cool. That's great. But there's more to basketball than there is football. Right. That, football, it's like all about getting in the rankings. Yep. That, that NET that, that we looked at were the 28th, that's the primary sorting tool that yes. the committee uses. Yes. Right? That's and the, it's, the equivalent of the old RPI, right? Google, well, it's way better. Yeah, it's but way yeah, better. Because there's more factors. Google more actually accurate. weighed in and came up with the formula they right. use, which right. is awesome. So, yeah, they're way underrated. So 37 suddenly, is underrated. If Let's, you look up net, suddenly you're going to get all these advertisements that you've just been talking about in your house, and you're like, whoa, how did they know that? That's crazy. I'm telling you, there's not 36 teams in the country better than BYU right now. Oh, amen. Not close. Amen. So. So 37th. There you go. <laughs> Our question of the day. Where would you place Andy Reid going to his third Super Bowl? Uh, as a head coach, we should add. Uh, in the BYU Sports Pantheon. Let's hear from you and Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Tricky Tanner, Mike Littlewood's best friend on Twitter. Number one, mainly because he overcame multiple playoff uh, choke jobs to get to three Super Bowls with a chance to win his second in a couple of weeks. The Chiefs struggled, right? Um, there was a time where, gosh, they didn't believe they could win the playoffs, and now they don't think they're going to lose again. Yeah, th- this is an unbelievably confident team. You know, it, it, 
the the position, if there's a position on the field, I'm not just saying this because I played this position, but if there's a position on the field that wins Super Bowls, it's quarterback. Have we no not doubt. seen that? No doubt. And, and Tom Brady and, and, the and Patrick Mahomes. So so Andy finally has the most important weapon that plays at the elite level. Oh, come on, Patrick. Yeah, Mahomes that, that's what it's all about. Continue so. to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All right, hey, coming up is 70 points a big deal? We'll discuss that. <laughs> How's it not? And BYU's emerging other scoring guard Trevin Nell joins us to discuss his career-high 12 points and how a dog bite as a kid changed his life. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us Thursday for BYU Basketball with Mark Pope as the coach and Greg Rebell review and preview games, plus watch features like Deep Blue with Matt Harms. Normally on Tuesdays at 8.30 Eastern on BYU TV, but because of BYU's road schedule, it will be Thursday this week, and I should say on the BYU TV app. So Thursday this week, and then next week because of the road schedule, it will be on Monday. So we'll keep you posted on when that is. Pandemic rescheduling. It is what it is. Uh, Jerem Jordan alongside Blaine Fowler. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Our uh, first guest of the day is a man who had a career high Saturday. 12 points made, four threes. He's Trevin now, and he now joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Trevin, how are you feeling after a career night on Saturday? I'm feeling really good, and I credit my teammates. Like They got me going, and every single time before the game, they're just like, hey, just do you. We trust you. And so the confidence is just rising, and I don't know. I feel really good, and I'm excited for you know, this game against Pepperdine on Wednesday and the game on Saturday. Listen, I'm a wannabe shooter, so uh, when when it's a good day, <laughs> it like happens early. You just kind of feel it, right? So I have no actual empathy for what that's like because I'm not actually a good shooter. So when did you know it was going to be a good night? Um. Well, you know, just practicing. I was feeling really good. And I even told myself, I was like, hey, I got to start helping Alex Barcelo get open shots. You know, he's shooting 56% from three. So I got to start knocking down my shots so people are more worried about me and then they lose Alex. So that was kind of my mindset. And then um, I shot a ton with Coach Figure before the game. And then when that first shot went went in, I was like, oh, it's going to be a game today. <laughs> so I was, I was pretty pumped. <laughs> do, do you feel any... Uh, extra sense of urgency in a game like that where they're paying so much attention to Alex. He's struggling a little bit to make shots. Do you put extra pressure on yourself and go, okay, I'm making shots and I have to in this game because other guys aren't scoring? Um, There's no real pressure. I don't feel like, I guess, pressure. I feel like more like a responsibility, like, hey, Coach Pope trusts me and I just need to go out there and do what I do. And I feel like my confidence is definitely rising and I feel like this is how I'm supposed to play. This is how I played in high school. And so this is going to be what I feel the outcome of most games now. It was a big win, and you guys continue to win in different ways, right? This is a low-scoring one, 65-54. Defensively, and especially rebounding the ball, that's, that's what it feels like the mantra of this team is, toughness. How did you guys embrace that this season since last year was a different way of winning? Um, well, Coach Pope always talks about how we thrive on frustration. He talks about it every single day, every single game. And so uh, this team's definitely different than other BYU teams. We pride ourselves on defense. Like every single day in practice, we work on two things. We work on getting shots up and a ton of defensive footwork. And so we pride ourselves on defense, and that's how we're going to win a lot of games is just grinding it out and being tough and being tougher than the opponent. So, You know, Coach Pope always talks to us about – 
hey, if we're going to be a good shooting team, we're going to have to play good defense. And then secondly, the guys are going to have to own their shots. He talks about that all the time. He uses that phrase. Explain to us what owning your shot means and why that translates to better shooting. Well, owning your shot is just, you know, shooting with confidence and don't, like, back out out of your shot. You know, a lot of players these days, they shoot it, and then they all of a sudden are, like, sprinting back on defense. And so Coach Pope's huge thing is, you know, if you shoot the ball, we want you to shoot it, we want you to follow through, and you you stay there until it goes in or it hits the rim. I think a great example of that was, you know, Matt Harms' fadeaway jumper. <laughs> you know, he, he, he held that follow through, and he was still falling back. <laughs> he didn't let that thing drop until half court. Um, but, um, yeah, Pope definitely talks a lot about that, and that's what's going to help us, you know, shoot a lot better in the next coming games. Listen, I know you're a detailed guy because you're right-handed, but you put that up lefty because Matt's lefty, right? He is lefty, yep. He's a lefty, and you had that detail. That's good. (laughs) That was a massive shot um, in a game where you guys are up big, and then all of a sudden, uh, yeah, you're up as much as 16, right? That gets whittled down to three at the under four media timeout. What was the conversation like there? Because you guys close it out on an 8-0 run. Um, well, Pope called the timeout. He brought us in. He's like, "Hey, this we're I know we're a little frustrated right now, but just trust each other. You know, trust our shell principles, trust the defense, and trust that the guy next to you will make a play for you, like for the team." And so the, to close out the game, I think we got like what 15 consecutive stops against a really good Pepperdine team, and we ended up winning by double digits. And Pepperdine's a great team. They're really well coached. They have two amazing players with Colby Ross and Kessel Edwards. So they're going to be a problem on Wednesday, but I think we're ready for it. You know, that, that shot that, that Harms took, obviously that wasn't the original play that was drawn up. or not, not necessarily, I don't know that you guys have plays where Matt takes fadeaway jumpers from behind the free throw line. So, so how did you get to the point? I realized the clock was, was shutting down. Um, and, and did you guys have confidence that, hey, no problem, Matt Harms has got this thing in a good spot to make a shot from almost the top of the key? <laughs> I mean, we, we have confidence in every single player that's out there. Um, but we were all pretty surprised when we have Alex Barcelo to his right, Brendan Avery to his left, and he's like, no, I got this for us, guys. <laughs> but we, <laughs> we definitely had confidence in him. Okay, this is, to me, this will be defined, though, by the Alex Barcelo chipped tooth game. So he gets, he gets hit, he gets called for a foul somehow, and then he chips his tooth, but he doesn't leave the game. He stays there till the end of the game. Um, what was that like? And then do you have any update on his tooth? Um, it's definitely already fixed. So he, he caught his tooth as he fell. So that was lucky. Really? Like in the air? Um, yep. He caught it. So he didn't lose it. So that's a good thing. So they wow. just put it back. And so, um, actually at this moment we have, I think six guys, including myself that are all getting fitted for mouthpieces. Cause you know, we don't want, we don't want our teeth to get knocked out and it's crazy how often it actually happens. Um, but, uh, yeah, Alex is a tough kid. Like he gets knocked down every single day. He gets right back up. And so my, my thing with the team was, Hey, Alex busted his too. So let's go, let's go bust ourselves to go win this game for him. And so it was, it was really good for us. Hey, did, did it come completely out? Did he lose the tooth entirely or did he just chip it in half? I couldn't, I couldn't tell if he had a little snaggle tooth <laughs> left in there or if there was just nothing there. He, he just chipped it. It was, it was like cut right in half. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy. How, how did Zoe react to that? It's a real question, though, right? <laughs> right. Zoe said he looked better than ever. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in your deep blue that we had last year, Trevin, 
We, we chronicled the story of where you had a, a dog bite on your arm and got infected, and then one doctor told you there was a possibility of amputation. Now you're this, uh, luckily that didn't happen, of course, but now you're an elite three-point shooter. And then later, uh, you even get a dog. You're not afraid of dogs, and you have your dog, Bear, who's like <laughs> one of your best friends. Like, tell us about that story and how that's kind of shaped you as a person. Um, well, yeah, so I got bit by a dog, a great name when I was in third grade. And after that, like after the whole process, I was kind of scared of dogs, you know, and then it got to the point where, you know, my whole dream was ever since I was a little kid was to get a German Shepherd. And so I even told my mom that, Hey, I, even though this happened, I still want a German Shepherd. My mom looked at me kind of crazy. And one day she ended up getting it for me. Um, and you know, he's been my best friend. He sleeps in my bed sometimes and He's super protective of me, so it's it's awesome, and we go all, like on a ton of hikes together, and so it just shows you know that you know a dog is really a uh, man's best friend. <laughs> um, but it's great, and um, I don't know, it shaped me to know like how much I really loved basketball because I couldn't play for a while. Um, but yeah, and his name's uh, Bear. His name's Bear. You 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 see why his name's Bear? He's <laughs> big. Yeah, person. no, in the story, he's big dog, right? Big dog. Can Bear he's rebound? Is the question. We're working on it. We're working on it. He, he likes to just throw it away, but he, we're turns it over. On it. You yeah. guys, Bear doesn't have arms. Yeah, he he has only legs. He has four legs. Yeah. You have to have arms to rebound. Yeah. I think. I don't know. It's debatable. We'll discuss okay. that. Okay. Yeah. So, have you seen Air Bud? Oh, that's true. <laughs> I know. I, I I stand corrected. I forgot the, about Air Bud because that was real. Went out that was at, real at Air Bud, and we got uh, they gave everybody tickets, and I was like, thank goodness, because I was not enjoying that. No, it, it's it's <laughs> it's so realistic. It's so realistic, but. Hey, Trevin, you, you didn't come directly to BYU out of high school, signed with, in the Pac-12, and then, then made your way to BYU. Talk to us a little bit about that, that decision to, to change your original decision and then come down to BYU. What brought you here, and how has it been since you've been here? Um, well, I think a lot of people know the story by now, but, yeah, I was committed to Cal, and then um, the head coach left, and I had the opportunity to get out of my recruitment. So I ended up just – reopening it to see what my options were and as soon as I reopened it Dave Rose called me and I came down here just for an unofficial visit just to you know talk with all the coaches and as soon as I walked through the door you know my guy Jimmer Fredette's there and so it was really cool just kind of talk to him and he's like hey they think you're an amazing shooter and he's like I've I've made a couple shots myself so (laughs) um, I think you'd fit really well here and so um, I ended up talking to Dave Rose a little bit more and committed on the spot and I love BYU. I love the fans here. They're amazing. They try. I wish we could have fans in the gym because, you know, every away game is like a home game for us. Um, but I love the fans here. They're super supportive. And who doesn't want to be in a BYU jersey? You know, and Mark Pope talks about what a special place this is. He recognizes this tremendous fan base and what the Marriott Center can be like when it's full. We hope to get back to that. But he also talks about um, – the best locker room in America, that BYU is always going to have the best locker room in America. What, what does that mean, and, uh, and, and how does that translate uh, to wins out on the court? Oh, best locker room in America, you know, is just looking to the guy to the left of you, looking to the guy to the right of you and know that no matter what happens, like we're going to be a team, we're a brotherhood, we're a family. And Coach Stork even brought us up one time that he was reading a story about how Navy SEALs, when one guy goes down, they don't leave him. They try to carry him on their backs and carry him to safety. That's kind of what we think of ourselves. Like, we're going to carry 
no matter how like heavy the next person is, we're going to carry them on our backs and carry them to safety. And um, that's just kind of how we feel as a team. We love each other. We're family. And, you know, that shows out on the court when we're just having fun. We're, we're, you know, we're jamming to music before the game. You know, Richard Howard's coming out with no shoes on. You know, we just love him. We love every guy on the team. And it really shows when we play together. Did that happen? Riz loves wearing no shoes. He loves it. <laughs> to the court? He'll come out and shoot? Like like pre-pre-game stuff? What are we talking about? We're just talking about like after the game, you know, right after practice, before practice, we'll come out, you know, lace them up. Everybody's in the locker room. We'll lace them up, you know, get all ready. Looking all looking all good. We we think he should bring back the mustache, but <laughs> I do too. I thought it was he's a good. Kind of against it. No, I'm against. It, it was a good look for him. I'm pro. I I, I thought it was awesome. No, I'm against it. What? Do you, how do you feel about it? You liked it? Yeah, I liked it. He, he looked a little tougher. <laughs> <laughs> well, Trevin, congratulations. Thirteen and three. Things are going really well for you guys right now. You won Game One of the two game series with Pepperdine uh, at Pepperdine Wednesday, uh, and we we. Wish you luck that when you're in the air this time that you actually go to L.A. as opposed to turn <laughs> yes. around this time. We hope yeah. for that. Yeah, we all hope for that. We hope we actually get to Malibu. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Enjoy the uh, site, enjoy the gym, and uh, come home with a win. Trevin, we appreciate the time, man. Hey, thanks for having me. You got it. Trevin Nell on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Now, all of his teammates say he is a big-time ladies' man. Yeah, you can I, see why. This the charm, oh, yeah. the look, the skill. Yeah. He's crushing it. Yeah. I, I think if we look at how many, you know, the follows that he has in social media, it's, it's pre- going well. It's, it's predominantly women. Like, this is what I've heard. That's his demo. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, coming up, a BYU Hoops resume edition of Buy, Sell, or Hold. And a kicker for BYU football comes back from a mission. He's got all the swag. What's that all about? We'll tell you after the break. This is BYU Sports Nation. Oh, look at that. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Catch the latest BYUSN right now with Kiki Solano. It's BYU Sports with a social media twist. Catch the latest episodes on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Amen to that. And it's right now. now. That's right. He is Blaine. I am Jerem, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Also live. Let's whip it. Cook Whip represented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Okay, start with reaction to the AP poll. BYU receiving 11 votes. They end up at number 37 in this morning's AP poll. Your thoughts? This is my favorite thing ever. No, actually, I hate it. If you're not in the AP Top 25, I don't care. So I I think... End of the first up! You're not in. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because they don't even use that for the NCAA tournament selection. And really, isn't that what everybody wants? Bracketology. I'm with you. Like, who cares that they're 37th? Way underrated. Okay, speaking of caring, if Jimmer Fredette scores 70 in a loss, which he did, is it still impressive? Yes, it is still impressive. (laughs) Yes, it is. If you score 70 in practice with nobody guarding you, it's a big deal. And then you add to that, he had nine assists, he had eight rebounds, he had four steals. I know they lost, but... Come on. He, I don't care if Shanghai wins it, it, the, the bottom line is Jimmer can still shoot the heck out of the basketball. Yeah, Jimmer's Jimmer. So it's, he, and listen, he went to China so he could have a game like this. He, I, wa- he was on a better team in Panathinaikos in Greece. But listen, Jimmer's got to have the rock in his hand so China just, makes it. They just give it to him. And yep. Like 30, 36 shot attempts. Sometimes it is fun to be a great player on a bad team. Yeah. 
right? It's I, I know he wants to win and he wants to get Shanghai there, but there's money, there's shots, there's all kind, there's life, all that. We can agree. Jimber can just flat out shoot it, right? There's one of the no, greatest shooters in favor. The, one of the greatest shooters I have ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, still. Yeah. So, all right. BYU kicker Cash Peterman. He got fans excited over the weekend with some modeled photos. Metallic royal helmet. Look at that. Jerem, do you like this look? I love this look. I think it'd be awesome if Yoi did this look in the future. Uh, we don't know whether Cash just had a random helmet or if he grabbed a helmet that was around. Who knows what this means, but it would be cool if BYU did use this in the future. BYU is going to become the Oregon of independence with, with these... Minus Phil Knight's money. Right. <laughs> with, with all the combos. Well, Anything royal, I like. Yeah, and the so that, that's thing? my deal. Oh, yeah, I like the metallic thing, but I, I'm old school. I like the royal. Lavelle likes yeah. the royal. If yeah. Lavelle likes the royal, and you Come know on. what, Kalani likes the royal. Yes, he does. Andy Reid likes. You're the royal. wearing royal. Andy Reid likes the royal. I like the royal. Yeah. Anything royal. And I then, wasn't sure if you liked royal. Th- or not. Then make I, it. I, then I, make I, it. I no uh, make it uh, um, metallic. Well, I. I want to. I want like a mat. Something. Let's do both. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Let's, let's okay. do it all. Friday afternoon, BYU men's volleyball released its schedule. Which mat, they're MPSF only. Going to play three or four times against everybody. Almost everybody you get home and, and road games. Which matches are you looking forward to the most? I am looking forward to the national championship match on May eighth in Columbus, Ohio, against Hawaii. Blaine, that's the perfect answer. That's that's a that's a. I mean, I think Pepperdine in a couple weeks is going to be fun because they're going to be really, really good. But this is a unique year with a unique COVID schedule. I'm going out on a limb right now, though. BYU in the national championship match against Hawaii, and they win. Mark it down. That's not a limb. You're going out on BYU's number one. They I know, totally I do know. that. But this, this schedule, the schedule this year, I looked at the it's schedule. Unique. It's a little weird. It is a little weird. Yeah, I, I amen to that answer. UCLA in two weeks, always a rivalry. UCLA, not the same as it's been, but always fun with, when the Bruins come to town. All the matches, by the way, on the BYU TV or the BYU TV app. Right. So, and they're going to play each team in their own league three times. Is that three or four? Three or four times. Once That's why I say it looks weird. It's just the same teams over. Run BYU didn't get a home game. It's yeah. just all road. Yeah. But so, okay, okay. Over the weekend, the BYU Sports Nation Twitter account set out some moments in BYU sports history with these mini players. Um, <laughs> they were featured. Which of the BYU Sports Nation minis <laughs> Mini was Co- your favorite? Mini Cosmo, Mini Zach Wilson. I uh, <laughs> mini Jimmer was my favorite. Here's Jimmer. Yeah. I mean, look at the elevation on Jimmer. Oh, <laughs> the Sports Illustrated cover. Brandon Averett. Yeah, I, li- I like Mini Jimmer. Mini Taysom, the hurdle's pretty good. Yeah. I like I, I got to admit, that one's great. I've stood right on that spot in yeah, that you stadium were there. You were there. with some Texas fans that were still crying. It was like three years later. <laughs> Which one was your favorite? So, my, my favorite. Um, is the Brandon Averett mini because because yeah. Brandon's already a mini in real life. He's already a little mini. And, and, and I love how he's like fearless. He's not afraid to take it. Now he got he a mini, care. mini. Yeah. And he's still taking it at people. And so the Brandon Averett mini is my favorite mini. You don't care, man. Let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, coming up, did Jerem overcome a two-point deficit in the prop picks? Probably not. And the latest on BYU's tournament resume and bracketology. What's everybody saying about the Cougs? This is BYU Sports Nation with normal-sized Blaine and Jeremy. <laughs> this segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store 
official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The BYU women return to the Marriott Center floor tomorrow as they host Pacific. You can watch the game on the BYU TV app with coverage beginning at 4 Eastern. Yeah, excited to uh, have the ladies playing again because they have uh, had four of the last five games postponed. And uh, BYU take care of some of its own COVID issues and uh, going to play. So that'll be great. Good to see the ladies back in the Marriott Center. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Jerem Jordan and Blaine Fowler here. Let's, uh, let's get you updated on BYU basketball's resume. We're doing this every day until Selection Sunday. Let's go, baby. Okay, so we mentioned it. Net up to 28. That's down one. Was 27 on Saturday, by right. the way. Uh, Ken Palm, 47. BPI, 33. Uh, and then you look at Lenardi and Jerry Palm. Okay, Both have nine seeds. We're waiting for an update on Lenardi today. Uh, typically, he's released by this point. He has not yet. Uh, we said, hey, BYU Sports Nation's at noon Eastern. Can you get it out before? He said, no, I'm busy. But anyway, BYU's in a great spot. Single-digit seed right now. Metrics looking good. Why Ken Palm's 47? We'll tell you. So that is not an uh, opinion poll. That is an uh, efficiency metric. So points per 100 possessions scored and allowed. That ratio is the number. And then you're ranked. So BYU continues to uh, play well. But to go up in Ken Palm, they need to do some work. But Right now, single-digit seed. But here's the thing, Blaine. Spencer and I always scream this. I would rather be a 10 than an 8-9. I would rather be an 11 or 12 than an 8-9. That matchup is always tricky. And then even if you win, you're playing a 1, and you're probably done. Right. So I'm hoping BYU can get as high as a 6 or 7 if they continue to win out minus Gonzaga. Um, and who knows with Gonzaga. But uh, things are going well so far. Like, BYU's pacing and trending at a level that I did not expect prior to the season. No, I, I agree with you. I didn't know how... You know, Mark Pope was telling us last year we're going to be very different this next season, but we have a chance to be just as good. And we kept looking at him like, okay, he's just way too optimistic. Like, there's no way. But he, he that's what he is. Yeah, yeah, but he knew what he had, and he knew that they would have to play in a different way. They'd play through the post a lot more. They would rely on a really, really good interior defense. This team is dominating in the paint, and there's very few teams that match up with BYU's length. On right. the floor. And that's even with some injuries, right? Because they were even longer before Kevin they had Baxter. Baxter get hurt. And, and, and uh, Lowell. Yeah, and Lowell. Both got you know, 6'9", 6'10", 6'9", with a 7-foot wingspan. But they're still big, and they match up with anyone. And yeah. I think the number we look at, we talked about it earlier, is that, that NET, 28. That's the primary sorting tool for the NCAA committee. Um, and then and you take a look at kind of the teams that they've lost to. They have good losses right now, uh, especially that Boise State loss and then Gonzaga. Like, yeah, and then, oh, so you lose the number one team. In the and country. USC's 24. Yeah, and USC's played, so played really well. Three losses all in the top 24. And by the way, BYU is a quad one game for every single team it plays right now. So when, when the BYU comes in, it's like, oh, here comes a quad yeah. one. So they're going to have tar- they have a target on their backs, but they seem to be able to respond to that. And I like the fact that they can defend um, when they're not scoring well. And hey, that Boise State loss when they lost, everybody said to me, "Oh man, that's terrible." And I looked at them, I said, "This is a good team." Boise State's and good. now they've won 13 straight. They lost their opener at Houston. They've won 13 straight. Boise State Gonzaga, Gonzaga hasn't lost. Net. And I honestly think this is I haven't said this in a long time, not since the UNLV days of old. Gonzaga has a chance to go undefeated and win the national championship. I I'm actually well. I would love BYU to beat Gonzaga once. No, I know, but that that's, would be incredible. I'm, I'm not saying they're going to. I'm going to say this is yeah. the team that I think has the best chance to do that that I've seen in 20 years. Yeah, pretty gnarly. Yeah. Okay, let's play a little uh, buy, sell, or hold. Presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at bodyguards.com. Let's bring in Ben back. All right, guys, this is a resume edition of buy, sell, or hold. 
team rankings had BYU as 97% chance to get into the tournament. Buy, sell, or hold. BYU is an NCAA tourney at-large lock. Well, uh, they're not an at-large uh, lock until they're uh, locked, I guess. But uh, think, I don't see things going south. I think BYU will continue to go on a rampage here um, towards the end of the season. I see a non-Gonzaga loss somewhere, at least one. I don't know when or where, but if BYU pulls that off, uh, BYU's going to be like a six seed. So let's keep it going. I, I, I agree. I think they're firmly on their way to being an at-large. I would agree. I'm, I'm buying that. I, I think they're. I think they're. Uh, buy. Thank you. So I'm going to buy it. I didn't declare. Yeah, you bought. You yep, buy. I buy. I buy. We both buy on that okay. one. And and I think this is a team that's figured out how to win in different ways in different games, and that's important. And there's not home court advantage anywhere really. So they're just playing an empty gym. So that doesn't come into play down the stretch. One could argue BYU's been doing this for. Nine yeah, and years. I, I agree with you. There's there's a chance they lose one game. Other than Gonzaga, somewhere, somewhere down the line, Same but, I, zone, but I, but I still think that they that they are uh, um, in the NCAA tournament, and if they do what I, I say, seven seed probably if if they if they win out every game, but Gonzaga, so so there you go. Yeah, I'm buying it, man, big time. All right, next one, Lenardi, Palm, Bracken Matrix, team rankings, all has BYU as a nine seed going into the tournament. Buy, sell, or hold BYU as a single digit seed. I'm I'm gonna. Hold it for right now, um, because we both think there's a chance they could lose a game, uh, and we also—I I think it's 50-50 whether they win out or lose one down the stretch. Other than Gonzaga, if they lose, I think they're teetering between a nine and a ten. If they win out, I think they're comfortably a six or a seven. You think and one loss sends them to double digits? To, to nine and maybe ten, but th- then the then the tournament plays into it. You know, they go in as the two seed in the tournament, which they should, right? Um, do, they, semi, do they win in the semifinals? Yeah, they win in the semifinals. If they lose in the semifinals, then, then they're teetering. I still think they're in, but they're teetering on a 9 or 10. So so I'm going to hold it for right now. Um, I think they've got a 50-50 chance of winning out other than Gonzaga. I'll sell it because I don't want an 8 or 9. I want you, a, you six, want a 7 or a 10, yeah, 11, 12. I get it. I would rather have a 12 than I would an 8 or not. I just would because of matchup. It's about getting there and winning. It really is. Um, and and let's go. Let's all uh, sell for me. Yeah. Yep. All right. Last one. Buy, sell, or hold. BYU remaining undefeated in non-quad one games this season. Well, I, I just said I think there's one loss somewhere. But right now, BYU 9-0 and in the quad 2-3-4 combined. Yeah. So BYU's been perfect in that. Um, there are there have been a couple of close games. BYU's done a nice job finishing. But I, I see one loss in there. I don't know which one. Maybe San Francisco, St. Mary's, Pacific on the road or something. I, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, sell because I think there'll be one non St. Zagalos, a non quad one. So, so I'm gonna go hold. Um, and the reason I'm gonna say hold is because I, I still believe there's a chance they do go down the stretch other than Gonzaga. It and, could and happen. Win. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And and, and I, I believe in this team defensively, right? And so because I believe in them defensively, I think that they're going to have a game where it's coming down the wire and they're going to have to get a couple of stops and make some free throws. I think they can do it. So I'm not positive, but I think they can. That's why I'm – if I knew they could, I'd, I'd buy it. I think they can, so I'm holding a, it. That'd be ten I'm holding more it. in a row. I'm Woo! holding it. That'd be awesome. Let's go. I'm just holding it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up, what did J.J. Watt and a dentist have in common? That's a good question. And our prop pick recaps and rise and shoutouts. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Tim Daly Auto Group.
serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation's Rising Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always on demand. You have the BYU TV and BYU Radio app. Or download the podcast. You can just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. BYU Sports Nation podcast. I do it this fast. Is that how fast you I do like this. And, and don't forget, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Okay, let's run through these prop picks. Recap presented by Tim Daly Ford, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, Silver in Utah since 1968. Spencer went into the weekend with 2 nothing lead. Did I close the gap or will I spin the wheel again? I think we know the answer. Number one, how many assists will BYU have total against Pepperdine? Closest two without going over. It was 15, a low number for BYU. I said 18, Spencer said 20. Both of us uh, were over, so we don't get it. Okay, I get that. So, so uh, question two was, which combination will result in more combined points? Would it be Kessler Edwards and Colby Ross or Alex Barcelo and Matt Harms? Spencer's going to get the point here. Edwards and Ross combined for 32. Barcelo and Harms for 10? Are you kidding Come me? Come on. I would have picked with you. I would have picked with you on that I did one. say he's going to so chip I, his two. Yeah, I, I think Spencer kind of went out on a limb there. And yeah. So. Okay, number three. Will the Cougars shoot more or less than their season uh, average of 47% from the field? Spencer said over. I said under. He shot 38%. So I got a point. At least I wasn't skunked. I lose 3-1. I'll spin the wheel again later this week. Man, this segment's fun. Our question of the day. <laughs> you just keep losing. I keep losing. I'm, well, I'm used to that in my life. Where would you place oh, Andy Reid going to his third Super Bowl in the BYU Sports Pantheon? At uh, Twiggy Stone on Twitter. As a coach, there are very few that have been as successful as he has. Winning his second Super Bowl would cement him at the top. Really cool to see him have this success level. Now, at the top, I don't think he's the greatest quarterback of all time. I think he's considered one – or coach – I don't think he's one of the best. He is considered one of the best coaches of all time. That's going to be Bill Belichick. That's going to be Vince Lombardi. That's yeah. going to be Tom Landry. All these guys. Andy Andy is starting to come into that conversation though. If you win multiple and go to a third now, yeah, no, he's not going to be the best. You got to win like five or six and, to get. And, and here's the, here's the thing I love about Andy. He's done it. Bill Walsh by and everybody in the league, player, coach, yeah. and loves Andy Reid. He's done it the right way. Totally. And his coaching tree is phenomenal. His coaching tree is phenomenal. Okay, our Elite Voice today, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, at Tyson Peterson on Twitter. He's right there at the top. I'm blown away by his ability to see his players, uh, see in his players their potential before anyone else. Love it. Today's Rise and Shoutouts, presented by Mountain American Credit Union, guiding you forward. Blaine, who you got? So my shout-out goes to Alex Barcelo's dentist right now. Shout-out. <laughs> Please bring him back and put a diamond stud on there for me. Nice. And mine goes to J.J. Watt, who uh, mentioned Matt Bushman. Matt Bushman's motivation was J.J. Watt, so cool tweet there. Our thanks to today's guest, Trevin Nell. Yeah, he was awesome. Trevin Nell shooting lights out right now. Confidence. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We, we ran out of time. <laughs> the conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Use the hashtag, hashtag BYUSN.